Welcome to Scale School, my friends. I'm Dan Bolton, and my purpose here is simple. I wanna help you increase the scalability of your coaching or consulting business so as it gets bigger, life gets better. Here we will be talking everything from getting clients, keeping clients, teams, leadership, but most importantly, making scaling simple and fun again. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you get a ton out of today's episode. Amazing, dude. Give me an update on James. How you doing, brother? Oh, man. Yeah, pretty good. It's been um, an epic four weeks. Tell me about your epic four weeks. Um, so I just had a bit of a review the other day. So since we started, seven new clients. Amazing. And those are seven uh, one-to-one clients, right? At a couple of grand a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And then and just the people coming out of the woodwork and, and giving me amazing feedback around the podcast and that funnel is even though it hasn't specifically directly produced new clients indirectly it has that's amazing we call that the invisible roi you know that something's working and it's really hard to track the attribution but it doesn't make it any less effective yeah so just getting sms's from people saying you know about the podcast loving it great show keep it going even though they're not the avatar but still getting still getting viewed so which is great yep i love it man that's amazing and so seven clients so what where's our monthly recurring revenue at um 36 dude does that feel good oh yeah yeah. 36k how how are your expenses overall like i know you're paying me um how is everything else yeah pretty lame frick that's amazing dude 36k recurring revenue freaking James basically solopreneuring it. That's not a bad salary, bro. Uh, it's, yeah, it's hectic. And I've got three new, three other people in the pipeline that'll come out, come on in the next month as well. That's amazing, dude. And so it sounds to me like when we first started, obviously you mentioned you've added seven new clients in that time, which is great. Um, but it's it seems to me like you've had a really huge breakthrough with the overall focus and the vision of your coaching. Yeah, and I think just the clarity of the the offer, the clarity of the sixteen weeks. It's just it's just made it so much easier and, and simple. And then obviously with the podcast funnel, it's just low. It's just so much easier. The podcast funnel, man. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad to hear that. That's crushing. Um, but by, by the yeah. way, I, I I just saw we'll we'll loop back to this at the end. I just saw we have to clarify. I can't remember if we were supposed to be finishing up this month or because we broke for that month. It'll be a month later. I don't know. I have to clarify that. Um, but we can talk about some next steps of what you would want to do whenever we finish up anyway. So thinking about your uh, kind of model right now with the podcast funnel and the offer, what do you feel like are the kind of biggest things to focus in on in terms of like the needle? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing now for me is that renewal, like the next steps for clients because there's a couple of people coming up for, for renewal in, in my program in the next three to four weeks. Right. Uh, so what, com- what does that conversation need to look like? Mm-hmm. Um. And then the other thing is just to, I, I think the podcast on like we can't keep up with enough of people wanting to jump on. Yep. So it's just like, do we just go start doing two a week now in relations to releasing it? Or is that, is that going to be too much? for it and just get your thoughts around that as well. Yeah, 100%. So a couple of things. So there is inflow and outflow or inputs and outputs, right? So there is number of interviews coming in when you think about the podcast funnel. And this is true of every funnel, right? So you think about the inputs of like, how do we fill it to the point where enough clients are going to come out on the other side? And then obviously you're thinking beyond just clients, you're thinking authority, influence, building audience. So what you want to do is really make sure that you commit to something that is fun and sustainable for you so you don't burn out. 
sounds simple, but like there's a world where James does 10 uh, interviews a week. And if that's fun, amazing. You can figure out a distribution strategy that works for that many podcasts. Yeah, but okay. you could do three a week. And if your limit is two and you do three, you're just going to get to the 10th episode and go, I don't want to do this anymore. So it's about finding the sweet spot in the medium and the mode that you really enjoy doing over the long term. Because you, you want to play a, uh, you know, not quite a decade long game with this, but of course, like a long game. So for me, yep. like I'm ramping up to four, YouTube videos a week and I'm about two weeks away from hitting four YouTube videos a week and just doing that consistently. But what I found working really well is if I record one to two direct to camera videos and then repurpose two to three uh, calls like this and like taking, uh, you know, group calls and one-to-one -one calls or like filming an event I'm speaking at, because that's what makes it doable to get that output goal. Does that make sense? Final sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to something like podcast and video, there's kind of no limit to how many you can put out. It's just comes down to how many good pieces of content can I put out? Because if you wanted to release one a day, there would still be an audience for that. You wouldn't be any worse off. Of course, how algorithms work is firstly, everything you post, not everyone sees every time. And the second True. thing is you're not trying to create something that everyone consumes every episode of. Like for me, for example, yeah. I would say I'm a listener of the Tim Ferriss podcast and I probably listen to every like six episodes. Like, yeah. so, yeah. so I miss five and I come back for number six, but there's no podcast I listen to every episode episode of. And so from that perspective, you just want to be thinking more broadly of going like the more content that you produce, it's not about like, will I overwhelm people? Because no one's going to consume all of it anyway. It's more about frequency and relevancy. So it's like the more people see you, the more they associate with your brand, the better it's going to be for you because you're just popping up. It's like serving impressions on a Facebook ad. Oftentimes people need to see the same ad multiple times before they even click. So that's the first piece. The second piece is just relevancy is like the more you do, the sharper your messaging will become and the more relevant it will be to the right people anyway. So there will be a portion of people like me that like Tim Ferriss's podcast, I tune in every now and then. There'll be those people in your world. Then you'll start to create a fan base of people that never miss an episode. You can yeah, only okay. really do that through increasing frequency, right? Because if you're only posting every few weeks, it's so hard to build that diehard fan base versus yep. when you like start to really start pumping out content. So to really summarize what I'm saying is when it comes to like doing videos like this, I think there's massive uh, value in Number one, um, figuring out what the sweet spot is of the medium, right? Even yep. the type and style of interview. Like if you don't enjoy just asking questions, you want it to be a conversation, that's something to keep in mind. And the second thing is what's a what's a number that I can commit to doing sustainably and consistently for a long time? And if the yeah. higher the number, the better, but also whatever number suits you is the best number, if that makes sense. So yes, it would be yeah, better to do five than two, but if you can only yeah. do two, that's better than zero. Yeah, okay, got it. So what's got your it. gut? What's your gut with like, your plan with this um i reckon if i can shoot four a week and release two a week that 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 will also give me buffer yeah so if, if something does come up and like i'm away or I, I i can't get to the can't get to any recording at least it will give me a couple of weeks of, of buffer as well yeah i also i think there's this fine balance in content creation uh between inspiration and preparation right if yep. it's too prepared it becomes stale so like i True. um I was on a podcast recently and um, uh, without naming names, right? The podcast is really interesting because they record 
but they release so far into the future. They're just very scheduled and very prepared. And so it's funny because you have, uh, you know, there's energy in the content we, we create. And it's funny yep. because you can feel the energy of, let's say if someone recorded an interview during COVID and then released it today, it would feel off because the energy of today is super different than what we were all going through two years ago. Very and true. so there's something really about like the, the recency of the content. So, so you don't want it to be so overprepared that it's, uh, it lacks inspiration, it lacks potency. On the flip side, though, you absolutely want to start building out a content calendar where you're not having to plan Wednesday's video on Monday yeah, right? Yeah, and true, figure out like true, what, true. what's in the pipeline. So for us, we're trying to get to two to three weeks ahead where we have thumbnails and headlines and things like that because I'm trying to eliminate yep. all stress related to content creation. And the only way I know to do that is to just be better planned. So yep. find that sweet spot between those things and then get that inspiration right mix uh inspiration mix right when it comes to like sometimes you're able to shoot a video this week and it goes out tomorrow right because it yeah, might be yeah. timely and things like that so just be loose with the content plan not so rigid but um mix that with being planned if that makes sense yeah total sense and, and i just had the thought like any interviews it can be like staggered like it, it can be part of the the content piece mm -hmm. and any 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 personal videos that i can do it can be shorter it can be a quicker turnaround for release 100 yeah. percent. that's exactly right the, the biggest thing here is just to not take it too seriously as if there are yeah, these totally. really important content. rules that can't be broken like we yeah. break rules all the time when it comes to content and i think like yeah. we're just trying new things and experimenting new things and building skills and building awareness and that's the beautiful part of like creating a content strategy is yes there are best practices but it's not as a black it's not as much a black and white science as we're led to believe because yeah, got it. i i um i uh was looking at someone the other day and um there's this guy on youtube and he's he's legit it's not satire it's like it's not it's not supposed to be funny he's a young kid and he reviews food and he's fully dressed up in a suit like a an old timey suit like a like a tails type thing and then he just sits in his car and reviews food so he's in a car he's wearing a suit he's being a hundred percent serious like he's not playing character and he's reviewing food and the channel is blowing up right nothing about what he's doing makes sense from a marketing perspective in the sense of like it's just quite off it's a bit weird but he's just a peculiar personality and he's just being himself and so when it comes to content creation we oftentimes think there's a certain formula and oftentimes the secret is there is no secret except being yourself and giving people what it is they want and be consistent yes yeah 100 percent yeah, exactly. So I think, I think this is key, man. And I just think like, what's really important to understand about this is um, we talk about the hub and spoke content model. So for yep. you, if you think about the main platform for you, let's just say it's Facebook to keep it really simple. That's the hub. The spokes are the redistribution strategy, right? So for me and my strategy, it goes Facebook, YouTube, uh, email, and those are the core pieces. And then outside of that, there's like, you know, Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and things like that, that we just redistribute content on. But the hub yep. and spoke model is really simple. My Facebook is my main platform. And then yep. I redistribute to YouTube and to email. And then over time, what happened was then YouTube became another hub because I had more of an audience on there. So like I had a video last week that got a thousand views in 24 hours. And now it's at, I think 1600 views over the last five days. And I saw that that 70% um, of that traffic came from YouTube itself, where previously what was happening was um, most of that content was, uh, sorry, most of those views were coming from Facebook. Does that make sense? So Facebook yeah, was the hub and then we we're pushing it to YouTube. And now YouTube's become its own hub where we're getting, you know, my little YouTube channel is almost about to hit a thousand subscribers 
subscribers, but those people are really engaged. They're all relatively new. My point being, when you're thinking about this, we're building a hub for you. So you yep. want to have a really strong hub of consistent content that's built around this video content we're talking about, but then you want to get really good at redistribution and do it in such a way that it requires very little time and energy from you. It's just redistributed content. And so thinking about how you take that video, let's say you post it on YouTube, but that could also be redistributed a week later in its entirety onto Facebook. You could also post it onto Twitter. You could also post it onto LinkedIn. You could also promote it in email. So just be thinking about this as you build out your content cadence, just keep coming back to the hub and spoke. It's not about having 10 platforms that all feel equally important. You need to yep. have one platform that is your main piece, and but then you can redistribute it from there. Like I have a tiny Twitter audience, but I have people that engage with me all the time on there. And it's because I'm constantly posting content, but all we're doing is reposting content. I would also be posting on Facebook. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Got it. So just be thinking about that hub and spoke model as you're scaling your content already onto it. So the team has just literally taken it all off me and they're running with it. So as soon as a podcast drops, it gets emailed to the list. It gets cut up for the reels. It gets LinkedIn all automatically go on Insta, but Facebook is the is the main, main uh, hub anyway. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, that's great. And then the last thing I'll say is on a really practical note, the way that you know how to manage this at scale is number yep. one, just get your VA every week to send you a breakdown of audience and engagement across each platform. Ooh, so, so, so every Monday, my virtual assistant messages me and she gives me seven day stats and 28 day stats across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and email uh, and YouTube. Love and so that me. way I can see total audience, total audience growth, total engagement. And firstly, it's a really great thing to just see how you're going overall. And then secondly, it's helpful to see what platforms are working best. So what's really interesting to me is like, I, I really like as a platform Instagram. I really okay. enjoy being on it. Facebook still crushes it though. Like, yeah. I think, I, I don't know what my stats were of this last week. In fact, I can look at them right now, but it was something like, in fact, let me have a look at it right now. Facebook, my total post reach over the last 28 days was 17,000. Total post engagement was 11,000. Wow. Um, and then and then there was breakdowns in there of like, you know, 1,200 comments. I can't remember how many thousands of likes, but it's just yeah. crazy to look at those numbers and to really see, uh, you know, why it's being driven the way that it is and how it's you know, why it's working as well. And so when you get those stats, you start to see, okay, should we be allocating more time to Twitter or to whatever platforms might be blowing up? And then you can also have your virtual assistant jump into those platforms and actually, because there are certain things on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook that you can be getting the virtual assistant to do to grow those platforms organically as well. Or maybe there's a basic ad strategy you can add into the mix and so on and so forth. Don't overcomplicate it. Obviously there's so much you can do. I just keep it as simple as possible around that hub and spoke model. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, cool. All right. I'm pumped for you, man. I'm really, really excited about um where this is going for you. Yeah, me too. Me too. Very much. Yeah. Podcast, a YouTube, uh, any email. Are you doing much with the email at the moment? Yes. So we do there's an email that goes out when when it drops, when a episode drops, mm-hmm. and a and an article that drops as well. So article drops out every every fortnight and then and then weekly um weekly podcast. That's great. I think I think the answer with this particular piece is just keep doing what you're doing and obviously we'll continue to refine it. I think the biggest things is like once you're starting the content, the first part is just like just do it, right? That's the pretty straightforward. But then it's refining it, right? So I think the next iteration for us for you is really looking at marketing messaging offer 
so that you really start to own this space. Like there's two ways that you get over to get to seven figures in the next 12 months, right? The first way is you bro scale, right? Yep. You send a lot of messages, you build a team, you run some ads, you fill your call with calendars, all that kind of, oh, sorry, fill your calendar with calls, all that kind of stuff. The second thing is you become known as a thought leader. And I think that's the much more appealing thing that that aligns with who you are more. And that yeah, means that our marketing messaging has to be so much more on point. So I think it's not just having the strategy in place and doing it. It's us refining and optimizing it so that your offer, your messaging, your content all align really perfectly. So you own your space of becoming, for lack of a better term, massively lack of a better term, the Tony Robbins of the real estate space or whatever it might be that you're trying to own, you know? Yeah, totally. Got it. Um, well, it. hey, let's, let's, if you've got a couple of minutes now, let's, um, I wanted to check in to kind of see where you wanted to go from here. So I just did the math in terms of yeah. uh, our weeks together. I think we're in our last week. Um, And I, yeah. firstly, I've loved working with you, dude, to get, to help you get seven recurring revenue clients on and get to 36K a month is just, amazing and if yeah. that's all we did together it's honestly been a massive honor working with you i know it's been highs and lows on the personal side and so um you know I've, i felt i felt really grateful to be able to walk uh through this with you K kind of a couple of options here obviously first is we just wrap up and we virtually high five and see each other around in internet land um yep. number two is we, we do another round of one-to-one -one, so that'd just be 16 weeks at the, the current price you've been paying which is 800 a week uh, well, number three is you you um, move from one-to-one -one into the community and the community would be a year-long commitment. So you'd stick around in my world for a year. You get access to all of the content, obviously the weekly calls with me. I'm adding in another call as well. That's Aussie friendly as well, um, which is uh, Thursday afternoon every two weeks. So that, so you've got two Aussie friendly times. Then we've got new uh, content being dropped all the time. Like this morning, we did a full breakdown of how Grayson went from zero to a uh, seven figure run rate in four months using Instagram. So literally went through his whole Instagram strategy. So there's trainings like that. And then obviously there's the in-person stuff that will also be virtual and things like that and get the replays cool. too with the uh, um, intensive. So okay. a number of different paths there. What, what's your gut? Kind of what feels like it might be the best fit for you, dude? Probably the com community at this stage. Uh, what's the, what, what does that look like dollars wise? Oh, sorry. sorry. So it's three, 350 a week USD. Can I just sit with that for a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When do you want Let's to circle see. back? When would, when would be great for us to circle back? Maybe Monday. Amazing. Cool. Yep. Well, let me know if you have any questions in between now and then. Hopefully you get my vibe by now. There is zero pressure yeah, for me. You know, I would love yep. to continue to work to, with you and help you move towards this figures but um whatever you feel like you need to do man trust your gut on it and um, thank you and uh, just let me know all right sweet as thank you bro dude being amazing we'll talk soon definitely thanks mate see you brother bye Thanks for listening to another episode of Scale School. I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that so you can be notified every time we drop future episodes. And if you and I have not already connected, feel free to track me down on any one of the social media platforms. My big head and smiling face are no doubt gonna be there. And you can just search my name, Dan Bolton, and we can connect there. But thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.